Welcome to Automating the Chain, the weekly podcast and webinar specifically engineered to support and educate executives as they explore the potential of industrial automation. Each week, we sit down with an executive leader or their technical counterpart of an international organization to discuss how they plan to leverage industrial automation to advance their business. We will also have startups focused on automating the supply chain explain their technology in an accessible way. Experts in the field will color in historical and current case studies. Without further ado, let's get into the show. So Jerome, thank you so much for calling in from Cape Cod. Today, I'd really like to start off by introducing you. Perhaps you can give your, uh, a quick introduction to yourself because I don't know if you give your background justice. Sure. Uh, thank you for having us on here, T. Um, so my name is Jerome Dubois. I'm the co-founder and co-CEO of Six River Systems. Uh, the company is just over five years old, uh, and I've been in the industry for over 25 years. Thank you so much, Jerome. Of course, you were at, uh, at Kiva, which for those in, who aren't aware, is the Amazon robotics company. You've been overseeing essentially the commercial side of the business at Kiva. Now you're co-CEO of Six River Systems. So let's really crack on because this is really a 15 minute podcast and I want to make sure that you get as much across about your company as possible. Sure. Strategy. So in terms of uh, Six River Systems, you guys started off with this, uh, this vision for Chuck. Can you tell us a little bit about Chuck and uh, the fast lane, mobile sort, pack out, and really break it down to the executive community. What does it mean? What is Chuck, what is it doing to the current warehouse and distribute um, the yep. warehousing industry? Yeah, so it's a it's a very good point. I think you're exactly right. When when we started the vision of Six River Systems, we knew that there were problems in the space of each picking and, and fulfillment, as it's referred to, um, that many of the current solution providers weren't in position to address. And, you know, when we looked at the problem, we said, listen, there's a lot of manual operations in the warehouse and there are a lot of infrastructure already put in place. And the current solutions would either require you to completely, you know, uh, re restart, essentially uh, blank, you know, blank out the warehouse that you currently had or put in brand new systems, et cetera. We said, you know, there's got to be a better way to do this. It's got to be a more efficient and faster way to do this. And when we designed the system. It was really as a drop-in replacement for what most people were doing, which is using carts for picking. And we started with Chuck as a safe, collaborative, mobile robotic as a way of eliminating a lot of the walking and also of leading and pacing the associate. And that's the design. Essentially, the aha moment was when we, we designed the system to lead the associate through their work. It would allow the associate to learn how to do their job faster increased accuracy and also speed up the productivity by removing a lot of the walking to your point we started with that and slowly over the last three four years we've been on this mission of building out additional functionality as we've proven out the capabilities so we've added things like replenishment we've added things like uh, batching and sortation and pack out to really extend out the footprint but obviously it all starts with the our, our robot chuck named after the charles river in boston um, and, and really making sure that that works well and can, for those who really don't know about the industrial robotics space and warehousing space, can you just tell us a little bit about why the, uh, the packing or the solution you came up with was absolutely critical and how this actually helps the folks who are working in these warehouses? 
absolutely. So um, the, the design of, so primarily in a warehouse, you do a lot of walking. So 70% of your time when you're putting together direct-to-consumer orders or, or fulfillment orders is spent walking in a typical warehouse. So all that walking time essentially is, is non-beneficial. You're not getting any benefit out of it other than getting to where you need to be. So the goal here in most of the solutions that are using mobile robotics is to eliminate as much of that walking as possible. And the approach that we took was to put work on the chuck, essentially induct uh, a set of cartons or totes on the chuck through our special sauce and the software working with the host systems, integrating, integrating into the warehouse management systems. We get the orders down. We assign the work to the chuck to try to keep the work as dense as possible. What that does is allow the associate to walk as little as possible for as many picks or as many orders to complete as many orders as possible. So now what you have is a scenario where this mobile robotic solution will take these orders from a preparation area or induction area, travel all the way over to where the inventory is being held, and then the associate badges in, follows the chuck for a period of time, they complete their orders, and when they're done, there's another chuck waiting for them. There's already another robot waiting for them to keep them productive. Meanwhile, that first chuck travels back to the packing area for the orders to be prepared. What this does is it keeps the associate more utilized and allows for higher throughput for the same number of hours uh, that you were paying for before. Now you get more throughput out of the building. And what we've seen in the industry is the growth, especially because of COVID, which I know we'll, we'll, we'll probably want to talk about a little bit more. There's been an explosion of volume and growth. So now all of a sudden with the same people in the same building, they're able to get two to three times more capability or throughput as they were before. So let's talk about Shopify acquired you for a particular reason. Can you give us a bit of an insight into the other use cases that you're working on strategically for those in the market who aren't really watching Shopify and of course your company. Yep. So we are um, obviously, as you mentioned, we were acquired by Shopify last October. There were a number of reasons why Shopify acquired Six Rivers. One of them was that they have a fundamental belief that fulfillment, essentially uh, fulfilling orders on behalf of their merchants is an incredibly important activity. It deepens the relationship that Shopify has with their merchants, but also it is a problem across all merchants, regardless of whether you're Amazon or the smallest you know, uh, mom and pop shop that just opened up online. So it's a universal problem, just like setting up e-commerce stores is a universal problem, fulfilling orders is a universal problem. And they saw Six River as a way of essentially fast tracking their capabilities, their, their technology offering for that space. So in effect, they want Six River to be the Shopify for warehousing. They want us to provide the technology to support this activity. Um, so we are uh, working with Shopify to support them on their initiative called the Shopify Fulfillment Network. So we're providing technology for the Shopify Fulfillment Network. But as you pointed out, there are other apps that we're, we're building out on behalf of us and for our customers that may not be directly aligned with what Shopify needs for the, the Shopify Fulfillment Network, but are very, very important for our growth. And those are things that um, we've been investing in over the last couple of years to really expand the use of our technology into retail operations and other types of warehousing. I, let's go a bit deeper because when I think of uh, actually fulfilling an order, I think of a cart size and I think, yes. you know, how large or small are these carts? And I know it's quite a, 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 a I, I'm sure you are, you are asked this quite a lot by analysts, but how large or uh, can you give us an idea of what this? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so, so think of it as like a, a good-sized coffee table. It's about, it's about three feet or, you know, a meter long and about 
um, two feet wide or about 70, uh, 70, 70, 70 centimeters wide. Um, and um, it, it travels on its own. It's got multiple levels. Um, it's completely autonomous. So one of the things here is that it doesn't require constant connectivity to the Wi-Fi or the internet to be able to move and do its work. We assign Chuck the work and then Chuck knows how to navigate the entire warehouse using sensors and maps um, safely and accurately and swiftly to be able to get the work done. So it is, uh, it's quite fun to watch because they do have personalities. Um, they'll actually meet each other uh, in an aisle and they'll figure out how to get around each other very quickly. They sense um, there are different speed restrictions sometimes when we go around corners, we slow down, we beep, we actually use lights to indicate that there's something coming out of the aisle. Um, and one of the fun things that we did with the Chuck is we gave them all a name. So generically they're called Chuck, but all of our customers actually personalize their Chucks with their own license plates. So if you go to a Six River warehouse, you'll see different license plates. You know, we've got a customer who does Disney fulfillment. They've got, you know, princess names and, you know, uh, cartoon names and that kind of stuff on there. So it's, it's really fun to see and, and people get a kick out of it when they're using the system. And of course, uh, I, I guess one of my, my follow-up questions to that is, you know, the CTOs out there are, uh, I guess, are they concerned about the limitation in the size? I, and uh, following that, I, I, I'm just very curious. So it is it is a multi-robot system. So one thing to think about is that every associate doesn't just work with one robot. There's multiple robots supporting that associate throughout the day. So there are questions that the, the operating folks who really understand um, how to get utilization and productivity out of their associates want to have as large a cart as possible so you get as many orders on there as possible. The reason for that is you're trying to get commonality. You're trying to go to one location and pick all the t-shirts, the blue t-shirts for those orders at once. Now that's really hard to do in e-commerce, generally because the SKU base is so wide. But what we've done at Six River is we've configured a very, very, it's a very configurable platform and it's a quite a large platform that allow us to get as many orders on there as possible. And keep in mind, T, that these chucks are rotating through all the time. So when you're finished with one set of picks, another one's already waiting for you. So it's not like you have to do this long walking back and forth, which is another reason why they want bigger carts. It eliminates a lot of that long walking back and forth. Here, that walking is done by a robot. So you're just trying to keep the people as busy as possible in the aisles and try to get that commonality factor uh, higher with larger and more orders on, on the chuck. I guess a follow-up question for the CTOs out there or those who are really looking at how to integrate. What are the challenges of integrating and why are you guys better than the others out there? Because there has been this explosion since Kiva's basically not allowed to be used by anyone else. But There, there has been. That's right. So, so I think um, integration, so the success of every deployment, of every implementation comes down to integration. We, um, in order to get the most benefit out of the system possible, you have to integrate to the host systems. Now, I use host system because there are dozens and hundreds of types of systems that are out there, commonly referred to as warehouse management systems, but sometimes we're not even integrating to a warehouse management system. Maybe it's an e-commerce system, maybe it's an ERP system, or an order management system. So we call it the host system. Those technologies vary from much more modern face technologies. And there's no standard to integrate into a warehouse or even a robotics technology in the world. So there are platform providers like SVT and others that are trying to bridge the gap there and make it easier. What makes us different is that we've already built standard interfaces within our system so that any external system can talk to us with a standard message 
and we will we will perform the work and report back using a standard message. So we've kind of built the standardization already, but the work that's required is really how do you get our standard to talk to whatever that host system above us is, and that's where the magic needs to happen for these integrations. Often the long pull in the integration, the long pull in the project is that integration. So. Let's talk about the the ease on your ideal user. Can you tell us about your ideal user in case they're yes. listening and how complex is this? I mean, I, I, I'd love to hear and understand this. So we have, a, so our customer base ranges from somebody who's doing 2,000 orders a day to somebody who's doing 100,000 orders a day. So it's, it's a very wide range. We are generally not in the buildings of the biggest buildings in the world. Those, those folks are doing like a million orders a day. Like an Amazon building will do like a million orders a day. Mm -hmm. um, we're generally not in those buildings. We are servicing the tier below that. And still, there are probably, you know, there, there aren't many buildings that are doing over 100,000 orders a day, and we're in a few of those already. So we're, we're, we're pretty high scale, but we can go down. Um, the ideal customer is somebody who is doing a lot of each picking, so it's called split case or fulfillment picking, um, have a wide variety of product sizes, so small, medium, large product, anything from, you know, uh, nuts and bolts that we're picking for one customer all the way to microwaves that we're picking for another customer. And then who are generally doing it over a wider, uh, like a larger surface area, so more than 30,000, 40,000 square feet, um, because there's a lot of walking involved in space that large. So that's kind of our ideal customer. Somebody who's doing that over two shifts can often realize a payback of less than six months on an investment for Six River, which is unheard of in this space. Uh, but generally what we see is customer payback somewhere around one year or so, depending on the type of customer and the volumes that they're dealing with. Let's just go back to COVID um, because we yeah. want to set the scene. Let's talk about what this means for your customers, what this means for your business. And I'd love you to close with something very interesting about yourself or Six Rivers coming up at sure. right now. Thank you very much. Perfect. Okay. So I think, you know, COVID obviously has had an impact, a tremendous impact. Everybody immediately understood what supply chain was when they ran out of toilet paper, right? They all said, oh, you know, wow, there's supply chain issues. That was the, but the reality is what happened was that there was an unforeseen spike in volume. Now, generally speaking, the spike happens towards the end of the year. It's a Black Friday, Cyber Monday kind of holiday season spike. The challenge was that it continued on. It happened in March and it's continued on since then. In fact, the amount of growth in e-commerce in the last six months has actually outpaced the amount of growth in e-commerce in the last five years. So the industry as a whole was woefully unprepared from an infrastructure perspective to support this jump. Now, for us, what that means is there was a massive spike in demand for systems, even for this year. We're in the middle of, of deploying out nearly 20 systems for peak this year, over 20 systems for peak this year. And um, that's a huge amount of growth for anybody to deal with. Um, those volumes will continue to grow and expand as people get more and more comfortable with ordering online and delivering things online. What we've had to do is we've had to ramp up. And one way to do that is actually to develop tools like um, we're able to do completely remote deployments of our system. We don't have to have anybody on site deploy the system. So you asked earlier about how complex it is. It's actually, it is complex, but we've built out tools to make it easier to roll out the technology. In addition to that, we've made some uh, investments in our existing customers to help them understand how to be safer in running the system. So obviously some of them want to have social distance guidelines implemented, which is something we can do since our associates follow our Chuck, so we can keep associates a certain distance apart. Um, and we can also create zones by which associates only work a certain set of aisles so that they're staying apart from each other. So 
it's really forced us to think about how to support and scale our customers in, in very different ways with tools and with the volume increasing. Um, one area to do that also is with seasonal rentals. So we've accelerated our seasonal rental program. We've been able to shorten the window by which they can rent. So now they can rent for, you know, maybe a couple months, whereas before it was three, four months. That's really allowed our flex, the flexibility for our customers to grow and expand with our system. I'm just getting a vision of an alarm going off. You know, if you're too, yeah. is, uh, too close to someone or there's an alarm going off in a warehouse. But uh, that, that sounds great. great. Uh, yes. Yep. The final bit, something really interesting about yourself, the company, you know, what is happening right now that sure. you know about? So there's there are a couple of quick things. Um, one, actually, we have our user conference that's coming up. Um, we call it Flow. Uh, it was It's typically based in Boston, but this year will be fully remote. That's actually happening September 16th and 17th. And based on the registrants we have so far, it is actually... Uh, we believe it will be the largest vendor supported conference in the industry this year. So we have phenomenal turnout. I think there's a, amount of, a huge amount of interest and growth in this space. So we're very excited about that. And, uh, you know, I think that also uh, want to just uh, you know, thank uh, our customers and thank our folks that are going to be deploying out our systems remotely and, and on site working with our customers. Incredibly important. It's a tremendously difficult job. You know, the supply chain really is the backbone in the United States and in the world when you think about the goods that we're trying to deliver uh, throughout the world. So there's a lot of hard work being done by folks out there that's essential work that they don't have a choice as whether or not they go to work every day. Um, they have to go to work to make sure that everybody else can, can enjoy the luxuries of being stu having stuff delivered to their home. Thank you so much, Jerome, for your time. And I'm really grateful. Have a great day. Thank you so much for being on Automating the Chain. I appreciate the opportunity and, uh, and uh, very much enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Thanks so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review and let us know what you liked. To follow along with future episodes, be sure to subscribe on the podcast platform of your choice or head over to automatingthechain.com for the latest updates. Until next time.